That's right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are good timing with the good timing buds. I'm Austin. And I'm Kevin. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Uh, for those of you who listened last week, we did have a bit of a technical uh, malfunction. Yes, we did. Let's address that now. Not really sure exactly what happened, but uh, we got done with the podcast. We looked at our recording, our very complex recording device, and we saw no uh, recording. So we were like, fuck, we just did... So what you guys heard was about a 35-minute podcast, I think. We did about an hour 15. Yeah. Got to the end of it, and we're like, we didn't record anything. For those of you who come to us for Beaver Talk, you're going to be disappointed that yeah. that last part was cut out. Yeah, you missed it. For those it. of you who could give less than a fuck... Probably all right with it. Yeah, probably fine with <laughs> but, it. But uh, I was like, I'm, I know for sure when I started recording, it was giving me volume. Uh, triggers, you know, so I went back and I looked and it recorded the first, like I said, 30 to 35 minutes. And then for whatever reason, halfway through, it just stopped. And so we were debating whether or not to re-record it or release it as it is. And we were like, well, mostly what we wanted to talk about last week anyways was F-Boy Island. Yeah, it was a it was a beaver bye week. So there wasn't a lot going on. We did beat UCLA, but there was nothing really going on. Yeah. So we got most of the F-Boy Island talk, so we said, fuck it, we'll release it anyways. But That's uh, what we really wanted to get, because we wanted yeah. to get into the nitty-gritty just, of what F-Boy Island's about. Just wanted to, uh, look, we're looking for a new uh, Jamie right now as we speak, you yep. know? Old we, need a new, we need a new producer, because that guy clearly not cutting it. Also, this is the second <laughs> week where we are continuing to announce that we're going to be moving to a higher quality uh, recording device, but uh, Look, this one kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't get home till about ten minutes t- yeah. ago. I wasn't wearing a shirt. I was about to get in the shower. Yep, so was I. Um, there was a bunch of stuff we were about to do, and then but, uh, uh, obviously we showered together. Like, yes, to save water. But for those of you who are frequent listeners, you know that we're you're dealing with a couple of tards. So <laughs> oh, you can say that again. We'll get to it. We will get to it. That but, is a promise. But here we are. And uh, we've got uh, we've got F Boy Island. Uh, I guess it'd be episode, episode three. three. What's it called again? Bro stole my eggs. Bro stole my eggs. So what could that be about? It's probably egg related. I'm gonna imagine that one of these roided up douche tards. I say that as a very endearing term because I love them all. Is probably gonna go to the kitchen to make breakfast. Yep. And. Uh, I bet his eggs are going to be gone. It's probably going to be, it's going to be like that scene from Arrested Development where Tobias <coughs> opens the fridge and he goes, hold on, where the fuck are my hard-boiled eggs? And he slams it. What if it's the long-haired super hippie dude who's Ooh. mad that someone stole his eggs? Speaking of which, we haven't even talked about probably this. There's a, a long-haired hippie dude. Oh, we didn't watch the episode last time, so no. we didn't even know the guys. No. So, yeah. So we, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, but here's my, here's my guess beforehand. I have a <laughs> guess that that line is actually said by one of the ladies after one of the guys convinces her to give him some of her eggs. Like fertilization eggs? I bet the hippie guy is going to figure out, he's going to be like, look, it's important that we keep these eggs. That way I can fertilize them at my own time. Yes. And so at some point in the episode, he will have taken them and he will disappear off the island. She'll be like, bro, stole my eggs. Yes. I think that's more likely. Yes, I'm down with that. I think that's far less likely, but I'm intrigued Those by that idea. chicks definitely call the guys bros. Oh, God, I hate... I think I only hate one of the chicks. I'm on my way to hating Katie, the former bachelorette. 
Yeah. But I definitely hate it sucks. Danielle or Danielle or whatever. It sucks that the former <clears throat> professional snowboarder is the one that sucks the most. <clears throat> but she is an but absolute dimwit. As we said before, and I said snowboarders because I wanted to get under your skin, but athletes are dumb. It's true. Athletes are notoriously like dumb human, dumb jocks. Well, because you've never had to learn because no, all you got to do is learn be how to be athletic. Yeah, yeah, be athletic. And sometimes you don't even have to learn how to do that. And sure, there are the Andrew Lux yeah. or the... Austin Sweeney's. Uh, trying to think of a black one, there. you know, but sure. can't. Um, <laughs> obviously, there's the outliers that are super intelligent and athletically gifted. Kobe Bryant spoke multiple languages, played instruments, obviously. He spoke multiple languages? I think he grew up in Italy. What? Well, he grew up in Philly. I think he was born in Italy. He did something in Italy. He was really good at soccer. Uh, he spoke multiple languages. Could not, well, not a great pilot, but... Uh, no. Oh, he wasn't flying. I don't bad, care. Bad judge of character, for sure. Horrible judge of character. Can't. Horrible judge of fog conditions. But I, I had no that. idea that he spoke multiple languages. Very interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> when they would do, when they would do the, uh, like, Olympics and shit. They would have, like, foreign reporters would ask him questions, and pretty sure he spoke, like, Italian, French, and uh, Spanish? I don't know. Sure. I'm pretty sure he spoke, like, multiple, multiple languages. Well, that is very interesting. Not to mention the language of Boincesto. Oh, sure. By basketball. I don't know if he spoke the and language by of Londo's love. Probably. He did in Colorado that one night, but I don't think that was love. I think but, that uh, was lust. I saw a. Uh, R.I.P. This is a little tangent. I saw a. Uh, no, we don't. Like a meme. We don't do tangents on I the show. I saw a meme that said Ancestry.com. And it's like the Good Time and Buds came out with that commercial years, years ago. ago. Years ago. Years ago. Blood is sucking When you semen. don't want to deep end in your gene pool. Yeah, no forks in your family tree. Ancestry.com. We're pro family and we're not afraid. And we're to not it. afraid to admit it. Guys, comedic gold. Ancestry.com. Well, somebody else released a dating app that was just one guy made <laughs> yeah. a joke about it or whatever. We already came up with that, too. We already came up with that, too. Gary. Next thing you know, there's going to be fucking cactus defense systems around here. Ooh, that's true. you got to get yourself a certified <coughs> cactus wrangler. Yeah. To come reset the trap. All right, so let's talk about F-Boy Island. So ideally, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to be recording these after the episode so we can hit you with some fresh... But uh, the last two weeks, we've been in kind of a hurry. And yeah, there might weird. there might be some previews. There might be some post-recaps. Yeah. It's going to be, for the next 10 weeks, it's not going to be all F-Boy Island. No. But every episode is going to have it's some gonna, gonna F-Boy Island in it. So um, start watching now because it's free on the CW app and it is gold. There's that one douchebag who very much reminds okay, me of Mercedes. Okay, so um, 25 of the guys are F-Boys. Or 15 or something. 15 half, are F-Boys, yeah, 15, 15 are guys, nice guys. guys. Yeah. They let three go, and then <coughs> three go? They've eliminated six guys so far, though? I do believe so. Mostly F-boys. Yeah. Uh, one nice guy. They've, I think they got nice rid of guys. Tanner. Oh, no, that one guy wasn't a nice guy. They got rid of Tanner, which Tanner was uh, Tanner was the guy that was sitting on those lounge chairs with the other guy, and they were just like kind of talking shit about who they liked oh, and who yeah. they didn't like. And oh, yeah, but Tanner just is a crier. Well, yeah, but that was about to be an epic bromance, and they fucking let him go too it's soon. true. That curly-haired guy who's a comedian. EJ? Is that what it is? EJ's one of the twins. I don't know if he's a No, no, no. The white guy with curly hair. Oh. The one who, like, yelled with that other douchebag. Oh. Yeah. Not the actual opera singer. No, that guy's <laughs> weird, too. Mark, I think. It's going to take a minute before we really get into these characters, but... Yeah. Well, uh, Victor's going to win Victor. with Katie, the Asian guy. Him and Katie are already fucking Oh, yeah. In. That guy... She was on The Bachelorette, and he was on another dating well, reality show. Well, he's super sensitive, and yeah, she he's... must just be into that. 
He doesn't seem cool. <coughs> well, she he doesn't seems seem like, like he puts out a sexual vibe. She's always talking about like how dating is hard because she always has like a mob of people around her, and she's so famous because she was on The Bachelorette, and he gets that because he was on a dating show. But like, bitch, I've never heard of you. Yeah, no. Now, granted, I know there, I know there are a lot of people that watch The Bachelor and Bachelorette. So when she goes out, there might be some shit going. on. You think on that brings in, in more life, eyeballs because she's on the show? For F Boy Island, yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah. If they because F Boy Island's only been going on for this is the third season and it just started. Yeah. Bachelorette's had a huge fan base forever. So if they hear that she's on that show, uh, if they liked her, odds are better that they'll watch this and then they'll realize that this is a way better dating show. I can't remember. Was there language or did they beep it? No, it was beeped. Beeped. Okay. It was all I beeped. mean, that's fine. Yeah. They never showed nudity otherwise. So beeping. Yeah. The, the, t- uh, we mentioned it last <laughs> week, but TV has no problem with sexual anything. Oh, you're the talking only problem about, they have is bad uh, words. You're talking about Jared, I think. I think his name's Jared, the tall, skinny guy who just straight up stole that girl from the bar. Is his name Jared? I don't know. I think it is, but I know who you're talking yeah. about. We're talking about the same guy. Yeah. I can't remember if his name's Jared, and I kind of has, like, we all kind of thought it was ugly, but then the blonde chick was like, yo, you're the handsomest guy here, and he yeah. just fucking got all And the- he ended the episode full F-boy, like, this guy is going to fuck the <coughs> world up. What were they fighting about? Oh, because when he was on his one-on-one date, all the guys were talking shit about him, and he got back and was pissed off. It's like, bro, you've been a fucking asshole since you got here. Yeah. You don't think they're going to talk shit about you? Well, he did exactly what uh, Mercedes, Mercedes did. did, where he just started a fight and started calling people fucking goofy. Well, and uh, he... I really wish that was a gif. You're goofy? You're goofy. Yeah. Um, he kept doing the same thing that like Mercedes and them would do when he was in the one-on-ones with the camera. Where like he was like basically admitting I'm an F boy. He's an F boy. Waking up the camera. Yeah, just, and... Ain't no way these girls are gonna convince me not to take the money. I'm here blah, for the blah, money, blah, blah, player. Yeah. I'm the Mercedes like... fucking two point oh gonna take the money like a little bitch because there can only be one Garrett. Yeah, let's go Garrett. And who knows? Who knows who could show up this? Well, yeah, episode. because they said that there was gonna be familiar faces, <laughs> yeah. and unless they were talking about Katie from a different show. And they've already eliminated. They said infamous guys. Though. Yeah, and infamous they've already and they've already eliminated six guys through two episodes. I don't feel like they used to do that, so they must be like clearing out. Way yeah, I think they're going to bring gonna, yeah. a couple people back at least. I think so too. Do we know? And exactly even in how... the first season, they brought three. They brought three new guys halfway through. They obviously weren't retreads because it was the first season. But yeah. they always are adding people in the middle. Do we know how many episodes there are for sure? Ten, I think. Ten. Not enough, <coughs> and yet it's great. It's good. Yeah. And so ladies far, and gentlemen, it's, it's important that you give them your viewership because Kevin, I really need this show to continue. Uh, yeah, and honestly, you will love it. You if will you're love a it. fan of this and you're a fan of nonsense and just bro comedy and and bromance and fun in America and freedom and hand grenades and laughing at whores, you will love this show. Yeah, the black girl actually seems pretty easy to root for. She, I can't remember any of her. I think her name's Haley. She seems easy to root. She for. seems easy to root for. Katie seems all right, but she seems very. Reality TV show. She just seems sensitive. And star and simple. Yeah. And then yeah. Daniela seems like a dumb, dumb whore. Yeah. Who likes to snowboard, which I like, but she seems dumber than shit. Well, and every guy, literally every guy that she talks to one on one is like, you just remind me of all my ex boyfriends. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? But the question is, you know, there's always a twist. Yeah. And is it going to be a twist with the guys? Is it going to be a twist with the girls? It better not be a twist, be a twist with in... the girls. It better not, because the way they did it with Tamaris last episode year. Two, or in season two, that the, you can't twist the girls because you have to choose one. Like, that's yeah. the point of the game. Yeah. So that twist in episode two, trying not to ruin it, was absolutely fucking retarded. Yeah. 
Although it was fun to watch Tom's demise. Yeah, I feel bad for Casey and Nico, though. I feel bad for Nico. Casey's 50-50. I, li I like Casey. Yeah, Casey's He's a like very likable guy. guy, even though he's a douchebag, but a very likable guy. Nobody's more likable and hateable than what Gareth, he though. He's say, the ultimate. What did he say? What was the smooth-ass line he had when uh, God, Tamara said something? That Nico said? No, it was Casey when they were riding horses or whatever. Tamara said something, and he had the fucking smoothest line, and then he got that little grin on his face. I don't think either one of us are going to oh, be able to remember he it. He said but. something like, I'm fucking cool. Yeah. Or something like, like that. Oh, she's like, I really like you. And he's like, of course you do. I'm fucking great or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, got that little grin. But he did it not in a... Like, he just he like... He did it like yeah. he was surprised by his own thing. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, that was the same little horse ride where he accidentally said, I love you, which was fun. Exactly, yeah. But uh, so anyways, yeah, you guys got to get you on gotta board with this. You got to check it out. It's so fun. Nikki Glazer's actually tolerable. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah. I mean, I, Nikki Glaze is actually, in, for the show, great. Yeah. But I'm just saying in general, she in usually general, sucks. She's tolerable. But it, I don't know, it's just fun. 45 minutes for a show is not long enough. I want every episode to be three hours. Well, I'm yeah. just invested always in this show. Like, especially, every time they get to elimination, it's like, already? Especially this type of show where they could just put, like, hours of back of just b-roll that they can't really use for the show they could just throw that on youtube and we could just watch the bros hanging out yeah i would watch that all the time if you guys have any plan of watching previous seasons clear your schedule because you don't want to have anything going on later no. in the day that will prevent you from watching all the you way through. Will, yeah you'll watch 10 in a row it's on hbo or what they call max now max. It's on, well it's also on the cw app for free like oh, you don't even true. have we don't it has not asked me to log in with a TV provider or anything. I just downloaded the app and it's free on there. Yeah. And it's got seasons one and two also. Yeah. So. And so it is. I think the girls this time are going to, I think they're going to be smarter and work together. I think Danielle's probably going to ignore everything because she already is with fucking, I'm just going to call him Jared for now. Yeah. Or we could call him like fucking convenience store worker because that's what he fucking looks like. Yeah. He looks like a very handsome 7-Eleven worker. Not like a very handsome guy, but for working at a 7-Eleven, he would be considered handsome. He smiles like a douchebag. He speaks Portuguese. He smiles yeah. like an F-boy. He smiles like an... Yeah, he smiles like a fucking idiot. Like, this show, you will never really be... Well, that's actually not true. No, that is true. You will never see somebody that you think is an F-boy. <coughs> it turns out to be a nice guy. Hardly ever. New Jared. New Jared was a surprise. But hardly ever. Hardly ever. You will see a lot of guys you think are nice guys that turn, turn out to be F boys. The guys that play it well, yeah. Or they just but, play it like they're simple. Well, but and, and sweet. also like, <clears throat> much like the girls, I assume we. I go into it thinking that most of them are probably F boys, unless yeah. like Victor, the Asian guy, right off the bat, you're like nice guy. Yeah. Um, you know. But <laughs> did Peter when Peter came back was he a nice guy or F boy? I think he came back as a nice guy. I think he did, too. I Casey did, yeah. too, right? I don't think you could come back. Casey definitely did. I don't think you'd come back again as an F-boy. Like, I just, I think the girls would be pretty scared off by that. They need they're... to do some where are they nows. <coughs> yes, I need to know what is going on with Garrett. Yeah. I, like, I, ladies and gentlemen. Last I heard. Garrett he... is a goddamn legend. Last I heard, he was hanging out with Casey. I, I'm. Well, yeah. Um, I follow. I follow Casey on Instagram. Do you? Oh yeah. 
You DM him sometimes? No, haven't yet, but if I get drunk enough, I might. Um, <laughs> but they hang out periodically, but I'm pretty sure they were talking about getting a apartment stuff together after the show. I don't think they pulled the trigger on Yeah, they were like, deadass, you want to be my roommate? He's yeah. like, deadass, yeah, I do. Deadass, I want to be your best friend forever. I haven't heard them anybody say deadass yet, and I am waiting for it. Oh, they're going to have some fucking language in this show that we haven't heard before because they're young and hip, and I'm going to be like, yeah. fucking pieces of shit. Yeah. No cap, dude, no cap. Oh, Bro stole my eggs. I fucking hate the term no cap. I do too. And when Fluff said bet to you. Fluff, oh, fuck you, Fluff. Fluff hits me with two back-to-back text text messages where he starts with, like, dope hyphen and then starts his fucking text is when, is when I was talking to him about what his plans are for coming down for the ASU game or the U of A game. I was like, dope, blah, 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 blah. And then I text back, sounds good. Yeah, my parents will be here, but we'll probably go to Austin's gig. Then he texts back, dope, blah, blah, blah. I was like, why do you keep starting every text with dope dash and then your text? Are you a bot? And he <laughs> just texts me back and goes, bet. And I was like, oh, you fuck you, asshole. dude. Fuck you, Fluff. I don't even want to be in your wedding anymore. So, FY- I do. I do, Fluff. I do. I me too. Like, yeah, I'm excited about it. So, FY Island's tonight. Episode three. But Season three, episode three. We got all the boys coming to town this weekend for the Beaver Game. Let's in go, Beavers. Number 11. Yeah, we moved up a spot in the bye week. God, the more people are talking about this game, the more nervous I'm getting. Yeah. Uh, But, um, no, I think Arizona, A, has a better defense than I would have thought starting the year. Their backup quarterback, Fafita, or Fafua, or whatever the fuck, is actually playing pretty well. Their offense is moving the ball. At Arizona, the Zona Zoo gets loud. It gets wild. It's a night game. They're going to be hammered. There's just going to be a lot of... We're going to be ranked. They're not. So we're going to have a huge target on our back. Even under Jonathan Smith, we have not been great on road games against actual opponents. No, but we did kick their ass last time we played and, them. Yeah. Biggest road game yeah. victory we've ever but had. But they were much worse then than they are now. Although True. so were we. Yeah. To be fair, we were not winning games. We were not winning road games at all at that point. And home games, not like we are now. So that was a that was a huge like stepping point win for us. Did we have Jamar that year? Or were had we... to have with bj baylor no oh, fuck because bj stayed one year after jamar yeah yeah i think we had jamar i think we had both i like, just remember being near the end been. zone and seeing because that would have been that would have been road. 2019 that would have been yeah the first year we moved here it would have been 2019 so that had to have been, that been jonathan smith's second year yeah yeah and then his third year was the COVID year which doesn't count yeah so yeah um i'm gonna say we had both could have been just Baylor, but I think we had both because Jamar hasn't did. been on the Lions for that long. Yeah. I don't even know if he still is, but whatever. Um, I think I think we had both, but th- I mean this year we have two equally good running backs. If not, Damian Martinez is better. Yeah, um, which I hate to say because I love Jamar and BJ, but yeah, I mean none of them were freshman players. Damian Martinez just reminds me so much of my favorite. Oregon State back, <coughs> Stephen Jackson. Though. Yeah, dude, he's physical, one cut, sees Big. the hole, takes it, Thick. runs, doesn't dance, doesn't try to avoid tacklers. Which is exactly Breaks how he tackles, is. tackles, but doesn't like try to avoid contact, runs into contact, runs through contact, dominates. Well, the fact that he doesn't like dance around is very indicative of his, his personality. Yeah, His personality is no nonsense. Yep. He's not dancing, he's doing one cut and go. Even in his interviews, like, you can tell... He might not want to be there. He might not be the most comfortable. 
um, in front of a camera, whatever it may be, you know, but he's always smiling. He gives good, thoughtful answers, doesn't say anything he shouldn't say or reveal anything. He's literally just like... I've, he's always half smiling. Like, I've never seen a full smile. True. It's always a half smile. It's kind of like an uncomfortable, I'm on camera and I don't want to be here smiling. Like, yeah, hey, but on but, a black guy, it looks really cool. <laughs> everything does. I know. Um, but like everyone on this team, dude, they're just no nonsense. They just... Yeah. Um, in the press conference, I didn't hear the whole clip. I just heard part of it, but, um, somebody asked Jonathan Smith, like, Hey, what's it? What do you think it's beneficial, um, coming to a place like this, where when you got here, you know, the team was not good. You had to build, you had to build up to the level to even make a bowl game. You had to like basically completely change expectations of the team from being not good to good and now managing those expectations. And they're like, do you think there's an advantage to that versus maybe like a Dan Lanning at Oregon where he just comes in, they're established, he comes in, they win nine games, they make a bowl game. Yeah. You're not maybe necessarily putting your fingerprints on the team right away because you you have to unpack whatever was there, manage five-star kids, four-star kids. Like you got to – It's like DJ walking into Clemson. Right after Trevor Lawrence. Well, yeah, you got to like convince these kids that are were there for a different coach that they should stay there for you. Yeah. Implement your own system. Have those growing pains. Convince all all this shit. And Jonathan Smith was like, "Yeah, I think it's. I think there's something satis. I think there's some satisfaction when you work hard to accomplish something, and even when it doesn't maybe seem like you can or you ever will, you just keep grinding and eventually you get there." He's like, "I think that that's definitely like there's something satisfying and." And, like, obviously the team feels that way. And this offseason might be different because of the whole conference thing, but we had an incredible season last year. We're not one of the wealthier programs in, in college football, obviously. Oh. And we had almost no one leave. We had a couple people leave because J.M. Griffin was going to be a senior and wanted to play. I don't blame him. Like, yeah. we had the Pac-12 freshman of the year at, at his position. Yeah. Uh, Jebbia didn't even leave. We brought in DJ. Speaking and of which, we had like a he might be coming in for the Buckeyes. Spates, Jebbia, yeah, uh-huh. I heard. Like Spates left, Spates right, left. or the other one. Spates left. Spates left, and it's like, well, we had Mascarenas Arnold. He lost Arnold. his starting position at LSU. Yeah, and it's like, well, we have Mascarenas Arnold and we have Akili Arnold. Like, yeah. it's like I get, I get why those guys left. They're seniors and they want to play their last year. They might not have a chance to go pro, so they want to get as much playing time. But we. Easily, any team in the country could have came in and got Damian Martinez. Yeah. Uh, they could have stolen a plethora of linemen, our corners, oh, yeah. our safeties, our tight ends. No one left. No one of, like, key importance left. And that tells me everything I need to know about this team. Yeah, it's the exact opposite of the Ducks. Max, mass the exodus all the time. exact opposite. Their coaches leave. Their players leave. It's just a stepping stone. Oregon State is like, we're going to be family for four years. Well, the Ducks, like we've talked about multiple times, the Ducks draft me guys. Yeah. Not we guys. Yeah, yeah. Oregon State is all about drafting we guys. And uh, it. we're a team that is going to, I, I just, I as far as I can tell, so many me teams, especially once it gets towards, you know, later in the season, you take a loss, this or that. That has a tendency to fuck with me teams. When it's we teams, everybody's building each other up. It's like, yeah, we lost last week or we lost whatever week. It's like we're not losing this week because you're playing for that guy. You're not playing for you where everybody's in their own little bubble. Even in the NFL, guys like Tom Brady, who everyone always likes to say, well, his wife's a supermodel. He can take less money. Yeah, a lot of these guys could take less money. A lot of these guys are making more money than they need. Yeah. 
But Tom Brady did it, and that's why he was able to sustain success. Aaron Rodgers always took the most money he could. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger took a lot of money. Uh, Drew Brees always took the most money he Patrick could. Patrick Mahomes takes less money. <coughs> Longer deal, less yeah. money. And that's why... They're you know, Kirk, Kirk, Cousins, Kirk Cousins takes a lot of money, and he's not even that good, so that hurts you even more. If I were Kirk Cousins, I but would. But even when, yeah, me too, because you're probably not going to win anyways. Yeah. But even when the really good quarterbacks take the money, like the elite, elite quarterbacks, Tom Brady has seven. Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees both got one. Yeah. Like, like at a certain and, point, like and, money's money, but legacy is what matters. Tom Brady is going to be Niners, the number one football player of all time. Forever. The Niners lost to the Vikings on Monday by five points or whatever. Christian McCaffrey gets up to the press conference after the game, like, what do you think happened? And he's like, well, we got a turnover on the first drive. We're inside the red zone, and I fumbled, and we lost by five. He's like, I single-handedly think that I cost us the game. It's like, okay, bro, you fumbled in the first quarter. You have all game to make up for that whatever. But that's just... Somebody on, like, a we mentality, like, look, I didn't do my part, so I feel like I'm at least part of the reason we lost. That mentality comes from when you're in fucking peewee football and you make the mistake and the team runs the laps. (laughs) That mentality, yeah, that mentality comes from work. That mentality comes from school. That mentality comes from, like, that That just either is your mentality or it's not. You know, it's not going to be, like, James Harden has never been a wee guy. No. James Harden has always been, if he doesn't like where he is, He's going to make a fuss. He's going to hold out. He's going to be gonna get a giant dick. He's going to get fat, and he's going to get traded because he's a me guy, and he just wants what he wants. He doesn't care. That's why he will never win a championship. Yeah. Unless at the end of his career, you know, he goes to, like, one of those perfect spots. In Miami Heat. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Gets gets one. Or maybe joins up with, with Damon Giannis, you know, at the end of yeah. whatever. Whatever. Like, he could get one that Pulls way. Pulls a Carmelo Anthony later in his career. <laughs> but he's not. He's never going to be the guy that wins you a championship. Never. No. Because he doesn't have that mentality. No, and he's a great shooter, but that still only gets you so far. Yeah. And in big moments, he comes up short because yeah. I'm a, I guarantee you he doesn't put the same work in that Dame puts in, that Kobe put in, that Michael put in, that LeBron put in, that yeah. Russell Westbrook Those put guys in. never got fat in the offseason. No, they never stopped. Touching a basketball. No, they care about legacy. And any, yeah, I mean, like, I just don't, I don't don't know what everybody's deals are, but when you (laughs) take the most money at the expense of having some of that money to go to the team. Exactly. It's like, I get wanting to stack that money, but you're already going to have generational wealth. Why wouldn't you want to go for a legacy? And, like, you don't think, like, Michael Jordan played in the NBA when they weren't making that much money. Yeah. But Michael Jordan, because of who he is and what he did and the legacy that he built, is one of the richest former athletes in the world yeah. because, oh, what do you know? He got Wheaties commercials. He got a shoe deal. He got movies. He got everything because he's the GOAT. He was the guy. Yeah, He's going to sell merch. He's going to move product. There's he's, a reason he's the Hitler of basketball. There's a reason he can rock a Hitler mustache in a Haynes commercial and no one says a goddamn yeah. thing because he's Michael fucking Jordan. Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. It's just... But that we mentality that makes for the greatest of all time is exactly what the Beavers possess. It's and what, everything that I'm hearing, they're not. We're retaining our players for the foreseeable future, take despite out, the Pack Two situation. Exactly, and take out the years under He Who Shall Not Be Named. Yep. Mike Riley was very much a we guy. Yep. Jonathan Smith very much a we guy. Uh, the players on the team, you know, like the all-time great Beavers, all very much we guys. Yeah. You know, like, and. 
and all proud to be and at like, Oregon State. Yes, they all want to come back. They all want to like be a part of it. Being an alumni of Oregon State is way different. So many, so many of our coaching staff are former Beavs, and yeah. like across across baseball, the, football, yeah, across the board, yeah. like so many people that are a part of Oregon State. Especially if you're there during a successful time, you want to come back. You yeah. want to feel that again because it's it's so much different than being a national brand. Yeah, like the only Beaver fans are Beaver fans. You know, like, sure, you might have, we've met some people down here that are like, oh, I root for them because of you guys, or, oh, when I see the Beavs on TV, it's always a fun game or whatever, but, like, there's no fence-sitting Beaver fans. No. Like, in the no, state of Oregon not. or whatever, you know? Like, if you're a Beaver fan, you eat, sleep, breathe, and die Beavers. Yeah. And I know that there are Duck fans like that, obviously, but you have to be, like, I feel like if you're if you're gonna convince me that you are a legit duck fan, you have to be our age or older, maybe slightly younger, but like you have to be around thirty and yeah. been like, bro, I remember before Joey Harrington, I remember before Mike Bellotti, or I remember I was gonna say there's a bunch of probably don't even know the name Mike Bellotti. <clears throat> exactly. And it's like, bro, you fucking went to Walmart and got a fucking shirt. Yeah. Like you're, you became a duck fan in 2011 or yeah. 2009 or whatever, whenever they got chipped, like you became a fan of that team. And I don't blame you. That was a fun team to watch, Yeah, but you're not, when you lose one game and you tell me that your season is over, it's like, bitch, you guys used to win one game. Yeah. Well, like, and like, that was a lot, that was much longer ago, but it's like, if it's natty or bust, fuck you. Yeah, and it's like you guys, you guys realize that you are one huge donor away, and you got him. Good yeah. for you for yeah. having him, but you are one Phil Knight away from being Oregon. Yeah, Oregon State. Oregon State yeah. yeah, like you, like you guys, your track is not bringing in fucking money. No, we got Dick Fosbury. 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 The Fosbury flop, dude. Yeah. That didn't bring us money. No. I didn't get a shit. That guy changed. High jump, won an Olympic gold, doing a new form of high jump. We got nothing. They for have it. Steve Prefontaine. I think he's dead. I think, I think he died did young. Kill himself? I don't know, but I think probably after fucking going to Oregon. Yeah. I think he died fairly young, actually. Who's I don't know that he could still be alive. Who's I the guy with know. the blade legs that killed his girlfriend? The Blade Runner Pistorius. Oscar Pistorius. Oscar Pistorius. Right. I only know that because the Jim Jeffries. Well, I knew about it when it happened, but I only remember it because the. Jim Jeffries bit. Jim Jeffries album title, Alcoholicost, is one of the strongest yes. comedy titles of all time. That, and they're not going to laugh at you, Felipe Esparza. Yeah, that, that one might be my favorite just because it's so goddamn funny. It's so layered. It's like, they're not going to laugh at you? No, 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 they're not going to laugh at you. But I want them to but laugh at you. I want them to laugh. But, oh, that's but so they're weird. not going to laugh at you. They're going to laugh at you. Did we um? Did we talk about Nikola Jokic? And how he hates basketball on the podcast. Uh, maybe maybe we touched on it. I know we talked. Not, to, not really. It's that not. I know of. It's not a long story, anyways. I can't remember if we talked about it on or off the air, um, because we do have conversations when you guys aren't listening. Shockingly, a lot gayer, but um, a lot more shower talk. Somebody asked locker room talk. Somebody whatever. asked. Um, they were at like the media day, you know, before the game, and they take all their pictures where Jimmy Butler did the thing with his hair. Um, they asked, which was sweet. Yeah, by the way. I love Jimmy Butler. Yeah, um, Jimmy but Butt they cheap. asked, they asked uh, Jokic, who was the MVP last year, also the Finals MVP, also Finals champion last year. Or no, he didn't get it last year. He got it the last two years before that. Joel had it last year. Yeah, but they asked uh, Jokic, like, hey, uh, how many times this offseason did you pick up a basketball? He's like, ah, a couple times, you know, here and there. And Jamal Murray was sitting next to him, and he goes, 
that motherfucker did not pick up a basketball. <laughs> and then, like, after the season last year, they were like, are you excited for the parade? And he kind of looks around. He's like, when is parade? And they were like, Thursday. And it's like a Tuesday. And he's like, no. No, I have to get home. I have to see my horses. And then there was a clip this year of them in the gym. I got to practice. And he's on his phone. And, again, I think it's Jamal Murray sitting next to him. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, scouting. He's like, what are you scouting? He's like, horses. And so he was fucking buying. He does, like, horse races where he sits in a buggy behind the cart. And, like, the horse runs, you know? Like chariot races? Basically, yeah. Like old Roman chariot. Basically, yeah. Just makes me like him more and more. And then they asked him one time at a press conference in the playoffs, in the middle of his finals run where he actually won the finals last year, they were like, somebody said something along the lines of, it doesn't always look like you're enjoying it out there or whatever. Like, do you have fun playing basketball? And he literally looks at the camera. He's like, oh, it's my job. It's like, I don't know a lot of people that like to go to work and do their job. <laughs> it's like, bro, your job is to fucking play basketball. You get paid a you're the fucking best in the NBA at it right now. And yeah. you fucking don't even want to be there. How is that fucking possible? I respect... Guys like Jordan and Kobe who want to be the best and train to be the best. I respect that more. <laughs> Tiger. Tiger. I yeah. respect that more. But I just a nod the below the guys that could give a fuck the and John are just Daly's the best. Yeah. And the, yeah, the fucking, like, I mean, honestly, James Harden. Yeah. One of the greatest scorers of all time. Yeah. Could not give a fuck about the outcome of the game, it seems like. I saw the most awkward. It was Jokic. He was at the top of the key. He, like, fakes it, goes behind his back, the goofiest, ugliest crossover Looking behind like the back. like a doughboy. And then goes to, like, right near the hoop on the side and then just does a little pop-up jumper, knocks it right in. Yeah. And the whole thing was ugly, but it's two points. Bro. And it's just like that. He could do that all day. He'll hit, like, one half. He'll hit, like, one-footed fadeaways where he just, like, chucked it over his head from three at the buzzer and it'll go in. And it's just like, how, who the fuck is this guy? Just insane. And Imagine if you, like, Give the NBA stars back their talent. Imagine if, yeah. <laughs> Imagine if he enjoyed it, yeah. yeah. Imagine if he loved being there and just, like, couldn't wait to get on the court. I don't think you can have that level of talent and somebody that cares that much and that size of body on one person because then it would just be dangerous. Well, like, now thinking back on my youth, um, I have to assume, like, Brett Favre just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Brett Favre, I remember one time, I don't remember this personally, but I saw a clip of one time uh, Brett Favre was in a meeting with someone and they were going over the defenses that the other team runs. And he leans over to his wide receiver, his tight end or something, he goes, man, they're always talking about the nickel. What's the nickel? <laughs> and they're like, that's when they take off a linebacker and bring on an extra DB. And Brett Favre just looks at him and goes, why the fuck would we care about that? <laughs> it's like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? See, and I do like guys uh, like Me that. too. Just a fucking absolute gunslinger. And what I found out is I try to do a lot of things that way. Where try it's like, not to or try I'll, to? I'll try to be the best without actually trying. Yeah. And it works sometimes, but you go, I could really stack a lot more cards in my favor if I actually gave some effort. Yeah. And, uh... Well, especially, like, with music and comedy where you get to a point where, like, you're finding success and you're like, oh, I've I've kind of, you know, found my groove. It's like, all right, well, fucking now get out of your groove. Yeah. And fucking get better at something else. Yeah, it's like, we could... I could be better, a lot better. Yeah. And it's like... I could try to write, like, some, like, seriously clean jokes, but I... I, I, It's hard. It's hard. Like, I would have to force myself, but I could do it. I haven't yet. Yeah. It's like you got to you gotta get out of that comfort zone. Yeah. But not Jokic. I mean, he's not. it's not like he's even stuck in a comfort zone. I know. He's already the best. And yeah. does not even give a fuck. Well, and what's crazy. And he's tall and doughy and, like, 
He literally was drafted. He was drafted in the second round, and the NBA is only two rounds, so they don't really cover the second round. So when he was drafted, they didn't even come back from commercial break. There was a Taco Bell quesarita commercial, and they just announced his draft pick on the ticker underneath. He was literally <laughs> drafted during a Taco Bell commercial, and he's the fucking greatest player nice. of all time. Nice. He is sort of the quesarita of our time. Yes, dude. Like, Legendary. Not a lot of effort goes into it, but man, is it a workhorse. Man, is it good. Limited time, like, come on, dude. Yeah, get it while it's hot. Get it while it's hot. But, uh, yeah, technically basketball started yesterday. Today a bunch of teams play, but uh, the Blazers are going to suck. The Blazers went young, rebuild, drafted a point guard, which then caused Damian Lillard to request a trade, which now he's with the Bucks, which I think is fucking awesome because I get that he requested a trade, but I still love Damian Lillard. I will always love Damian Lillard. He gave his 10 best years to Portland Portland gave him nothing in return except fucking C.J. McCollum, who, in my opinion, is fine. Never made an all-star game. Kind of a knock-around guy. Overpaid. Never made an all-star game. Two undersized guards that need the ball in their hand to be effective and don't play defense. Um, so he wanted out, and I, I don't hate him for that. But I think it's going to be very easy for me this year to root for the Bucks. Because, A, I love Damian Lillard, and I love Giannis. Like, Giannis has never done anything. And Portland's not going to be a contender, so you might as well pick a contender. <coughs> right. Least, and, and, and like, dude, Dame, like, literally, I liked the Blazers when they had Brandon Roy and shit. But ever yeah. since, like, the 2000 team where they had Pippen, Rasheed, Derek yeah. Anderson, Stoudemire, and they were making the Western Conference Finals and lost that heartbreaker to L.A., like, I did not, I honestly did not really care about the Blazers or basketball for a long time. And then we got Damian Lillard, and his rookie year, he hits that shot against the Rockets. Yeah. Which was on Mom's Weekend. I went nuts. I was hugging Mom's. When he hit that shot against OKC where he waved goodbye to him in Game 5 or whatever, I was... Iconic. Bro, I was at my house alone at the Ferry Street house. I I don't remember where I was. You were? Yeah. I don't know where everyone else... I wasn't there? Dude, no. I watched it at my house? Bro, I don't know. I don't remember where anyone else was, but I know that I was by myself. And he hit the shot, bro, and I literally jumped up by myself, yelling, clapping, almost crying, just like, fuck, I was so happy. Damian Lillard, first of all, has like five of the eight most efficient 50-point games. Yeah. Like, just a straight-up fucking fireball when he gets going. You can't stop him. He can shoot from anywhere. He can get past you. He can... He can assist. Not great on the defense. I get that. He'll that's just walk what, up and shoot from nearly half court bro, and knock it down. No yeah, problem. yeah. And that's why I hated that he was with CJ the whole time because, like, these these two guys, and we never – our best center that he played with was probably fucking Joel Prisbilla. Like, <laughs> we never fucking – Nurkic was always hurt. The only all-star he ever played with outside of his, his rookie year, he had LaMarcus, who I believe was an all-star before – he left. He had to have been an all-star before he but left. You didn't like him when he left, right? I hated LaMarcus the whole time. He was a <laughs> seven-foot softy. But the only all-star he ever played with in Portland, other than LaMarcus Aldridge, his Carmelo? rookie year, was Carmelo. And yeah. that was – Carmelo was never an all-star with Lily. It was all yeah. before. And he was old and washed, and mo- teams didn't even want him. Yeah. And he, he played well he for us. He came in and he did work. Helped, he helped us win a couple games for sure. But it's like, bro, you never fucking gave him anything. Yeah. You never gave him a chance. We went out in the offseason – as, when the salary cap, like, exploded, we got no free agents. So we re-signed Al Farouk Aminu, Evan Turner, 
Alan Crabb, like a bunch of guys that if they weren't Blazers, I would have never heard of them. Crap. We signed them for a ton of money yeah. because the salary cap went up and we couldn't get free agents. So we just gave it to our guys that are already and fucking set our team back five more years again. Traded CJ two years too late. Got nothing in return for him. Now that was partly like, Dame's fault though, right? Well, I mean, yes. If Dame, if at any point Dame would have came to the organization and said, and maybe he did, maybe I'm wrong, but if he ever would have came to the organization and said, hey, trade CJ or I'm gone, I imagine they would have had to trade CJ. Yeah. But Dame was also a guy who was always like, look, I'm not a GM. I'm not here trying to get anyone fired. I'm not trying to cost anyone their job. And he's a loyalty guy. And he's a obviously. huge loyalty guy. Him and CJ were buds. Like, they were close. They were in each other's weddings. Like, they're friends. So he's not going to go in there and be like, hey, Get rid of Get this, this guy, guy like out hanging out with. But if you're the GM of a team, you have to know what's best for the team, and it's your job to make those hard decisions, and you have to trade it. And the problem is our old GM, um, I can't remember his name, Neil Olshay, got here the year after we drafted Dame, and he drafted CJ. So CJ was his guy. Ooh. So he wasn't going to trade him unless he absolutely yeah. had to, and he never absolutely had to, so he never did. Anybody in that position isn't going to admit that they were wrong about <coughs> a pick. Yeah, and so and now... And he was serviceable enough that you could easily obfuscate well, responsibility to the fact that, like, I picked this guy. Because he was serviceable. He was good. And he had good games. He, he would have been... He, he would have had a chance to have had not a Damian Lillard-esque career, but he could have been... Like somebody that you know on a team where he's the main guy. He could have been an all-star on a team where he's the main guy. Yeah. But without the ball in his hand, he's just a guy. And Doesn't Dame, play defense? No. Yeah. And Dame obviously is going to have the ball 80% of the time. He's the best. He's a top, I say five, without a doubt, top eight player in the league. Yeah. He's going to have the ball. So CJ without the ball is just a just a decoy, just a guy standing there. Yeah. And so not playing defense, not long and athletic, not getting rebounds, not even a great three shooter, decent three shooter, great mid range shooter, but you don't get open for mid range off a catch and shoot opportunity. You have to create that yourself, which means Dame now doesn't have the ball. So it just clearly was never going to work. And then they tank this year. They get the third overall pick. They're like, all right, we're going to trade this for an asset. We're going to trade this to go all in with Dame. Don't trade it. Use the pick on a point guard. Dame gets pissed. Dame ass out. Not going to fault him. Basically, that was a long way of saying that this year I will be rooting for the Bucks, and I could not give two flying fucks about the Blazers for two to three years. I will watch them, and I will follow them, and I will keep up because, obviously, I'm, fuck, I'm from Oregon. I'm a sports fan. I'm a Blazers fan. But I just... I just don't care. It's like it's, there's no it's, reason not to root for well, the Bucks. Bro, We've never had a problem with them. Like, no, and Giannis like I said, I love Giannis. Another small market, like NBA small market teams, kind of have to stick together because they get yeah. the shaft a lot. Yeah, and Portland's one of them, you know. But and like it, uh, so I'm afraid yeah, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Like, I'm afraid that I'm gonna get to the same point with the Blazers in four to five years that I got with the Mariners four to five years ago, where it's like, look, I'm tired of. Watching us lose games one to nothing or two to one with yeah. dynamite ace pitchers, and you guys never fucking once put an offense that could score out any team. fucking runs. Yeah. I'm tired. Felix Hernandez for non-baseball fans. This I'm gonna have to maybe explain this one a little bit, but Felix Hernandez won the Cy Young with 13 wins and eight losses. 
That's Most of the time, a Cy Young winner has anywhere from the low end, 16, 17, but usually they're up around 20, and they're on, like, a winning team. Like, yeah. the team is dominating. Felix literally won it because his ERA was sub-2. He had, like, a one eight six ERA, which means every nine innings, he gives up 1.8 runs. Every nine innings, every game he pitches, he gives up 1.8 runs. And he had 13 goddamn wins. <laughs> do something. Do something. Yeah. And then last year we make the playoffs. What do we do this offseason? Trade the good guys away. Add marginal players and trade away fucking pro- It's like... Guys who are going to the World Series. Pat Seawalt in the World Series. Dimebacks going to the World Series, by the way. Cattell Marte. Now, granted, granted, when he left the Mariners... He was still young, he was not performing, and we got good we got good players in return in that draft. So and our shortstop now, our second baseman now is serviceable. But I understand that trade because well, also I don't because whatever the fuck we traded him for did nothing for us. So he was just the MVP for the Diamondbacks in the uh, he had the most runs in the, the championship ever. series. Yeah, like we're like, bro, give me something to root for, or yeah. I'm going to lose interest, and I'm afraid that that's where I'm gonna get with the with the Blazers. Yeah, I don't like Chauncey Billups. I fucking hate Jody Allen. Yeah, they just traded Dame. Like who on this? T- they don't have Eubanks anymore, which for anyone else is like a who gives a fuck. But at least for me, he's a former Beaver. Yeah, so whatever. But like that, I just. Dame was the Dame face was the and the heart and soul, and he was the whole of body. Of the city. Yeah. Like, of the team and of the city. Yeah. Dame was our guy. That's our only pro team. That, they will build. Without soccer. They will. The first player in Portland that they build a statue of outside the stadium will be Damian Lillard. Yeah. And they had to trade him because he got frustrated that they did nothing to help him. Yeah. And so I will never blame him. I will never fault him for that. It's not like LeBron... Going to Miami and teaming up with Bosch, Wade, Spolstra. It kind of is, but Giannis has been there. Like, that team has been there, and yeah. Dame didn't even necessarily want to go there. He wanted to go to Miami, and the Blazers were like, look, Miami's not offering us shit, so you better open it up to more teams. And yeah. he did, and we got a good deal. Then we traded that deal and got more good players. So, And I would way rather have him at Milwaukee than Miami. <coughs> Me way too. I would, hate, I would never Bucks. root for Miami. No. I would want him like, bro, honestly, even though I'm not a huge like New York sports guy, if he was at the Knicks, Knicks. that would be dope yeah. just because the garden and like what the, what the Knicks are. But I also want to see him have a chance to win. I don't want him to go to another team that's just going to do to him what the Blazers did. So that, I didn't want to see him go there. Yeah. Like, I wanted to see him go to a contender where he had a chance, and I love Giannis. Giannis and him have the same mentality, same drive, same work ethic, same everything. And so I think that I think that's going to be the most fun team in the NBA to watch, and I think the Suns are also going to be good. Yeah. And we could get a rematch of the Milwaukee Bucks-Suns finals, Ooh. and that would be pretty dope. Now, the Suns got rid of DeAndre Ayton, right? We have DeAndre Ayton. Now, they have no Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was part of that. That Damian Lillard deal. I would um, like to think that we made out better on that deal, but DeAndre Ayton gets hurt a lot, and he's yeah, he's, pre- he's pretty weak down below. He's, he's younger. Last year, so last year, a lot of people are basing this off of last year, and from everything I've heard, the Suns, the year they made the finals, the Suns basically laid it out for Ayton and said, if you can accomplish in this season, because it was a contract year, they were like, if you can accomplish A, B, and C, 
we will reward you with this contract right here. He performed A, B, and C, everything they asked him, and they didn't give him the contract. Mm. So last year, he was pissed. Yeah. He didn't want to be there, and the coach didn't like him. The coach didn't want him there. So he was like, he just, he checked out, you know, like, yeah, as, as you as do. You would. And so I think a lot of people that are judging him based off last year, I think we'll get something different. And you're right, he's not kind of what he was expected to be out of college. Yeah. But he's younger um, there's still time. There's still time Yusuf to Nur- Dude, Yusuf Nurkic literally looked like sometimes he didn't want to be on the court. Yeah. And he was soft. And he wouldn't dunk the fucking ball. You were seven. He does what LaMarcus did. It's like, you were seven feet tall. Stop fading away and jump into the guy. Yeah. Make some contact and either get fouled or dunk the ball or both. Yeah. You're playing like a fucking pussy. <laughs> and then, like, sometimes, like... A lot of people said, like, oh, the best thing for Nurkic is to get, like, hit in the face early in the game. Because, like, he'd take a bow or something, you know, and then he'd get fired up and he'd get into it and he'd play hard. Yeah. But it's like, bro. Learn how to turn that on. It can't take somebody hitting you in the face for you to want to fucking play basketball. Yeah. It can't can't be somebody calling Marty McFly chicken to make him fucking step up. Right. Speaking of which, how great is chicken? How great is Marty McFly? How great is fucking Back to the Future 1? Back to the Future 1 is excellent. Best perfect movie. It's Back to the Future 1 is a perfect movie. How many perfect movies do you think there are? Um, I See, but that's the thing. is like, There's a perfect... Like, a perfect... Mm, a perfect movie is tough because... Like, you can do a lot of dramas that, like... I feel like it's easy to make a perfect drama because all you need is fucking drama yeah. and like you don't have to make good jokes. No, it's you the don't... love story, whatever. Like the thing that makes Back to the Future 1 a perfect movie is the fact that it's comedy, it's adventure, it's sci-fi, and it's just pure entertainment. It's it's nostalgic. I will give you another movie that I was thinking of before you said all of that that meets all of that criteria Fast to a T. No. Tremors. Tremors is a perfect. It's movie. a perfect movie. It's perfect for what it for what it is. <laughs> yeah, like it's a little bit funny. Yep. it's a little bit adventurous. It's a little bit sci-fi. A little bit scary. It is fucking a perfect movie. Bunch of memorable characters. Love interest at the end. Good set pieces. Like good, good uh, sort of back and forth between Kevin Bacon and the other guy. Like Tremors is a perfect movie. I like how I've everybody seen Tremors more than almost any other movie. I like how everybody knows Kevin Bacon and the other guy and the other guy, even though he's pretty famous. Fred Ward, if I believe, something. Right? Yeah, he's famous. He was in Tremors. He was in Tremors. He was in Tremors, too. He might Reba, have been. Reba's in Tremors. Reba's in Tremors. And her husband looks a lot like Aaron Tippin, but it's not. Yes, he does. Though it should have been. Could you imagine if they had Reba and Aaron Married Tippin? To, yeah. Ooh. I could get into that. Ooh. That is just. Kiss this. That's a quality movie. That's. I mean, yeah, that's a perfect movie. Like, it is exactly what a horror B-movie should be. What? One of those on. It's exactly what a horror B-movie should be, but yeah. it does it right. Like, there's a bunch of these other B-movies that have come out recently, like Llama Apocalypse. Well, not to mention the B-movie. The B-movie. Ooh, the B-movie. <laughs> uh, Velocipaster. Uh, what's the... Zombievers. Zombievers. It's got Bill Burr in it. I want to see uh, Older Dads or whatever. I Old saw Dads. it. You did? I'll watch it again. Is it great? It's very good. It's got to be. Yeah. It's got to be. I know if Bill Burr's putting his name on something, it's going to get me hard. Yeah, no, I'm down to watch that anytime. Um, it was It was a great movie. It's got Bobby Cannavale. Who is just great in everything he does. Also, I was going to say this when we were talking about comedy earlier, but uh, Pete Holmes' new special was good. Pete Holmes' new special yeah. was good. He had, he, not 100% all the way throughout, but he had me fucking cracking up at a couple parts. Yeah. God, he's not for everyone, but he is for me. 
he is dude i laughed super hard that whole like most of that set yeah. like every once in a while he'll get self-indulgent and do sounds for too long right or faces for too long but uh like when he went i'm not gonna give it away but like when he went into that really spiritual bit which was actually super well constructed yeah and like a little bit like mind-blowing mind yeah and then he immediately transferred into it's like a super super low-class yeah. joke that was a mini master class in comedy yeah. about how you can go this direction and then immediately hit him Boom. with brassness yep. and it makes it hit that hard. Yeah. Like he could put that joke anywhere in the set and but he get puts a laugh, it right there. but he puts it where he right put it there. and it was perfect. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I think that was his strongest special that I've heard in a while. Probably my favorite since Impregnated by Wonder. No, not Impregnated by nice Wonder. Nice Try the Devil. Nice Try the Devil. Yeah. Probably my favorite one since then. You know who else has a new special as of maybe a month and a half ago? <coughs> Dan Cummins. Really? Also super strong. What's it called? That one? What is that? I've, I watched one recently by him. It's got I, one called Get Out of Here, Devil. I don't think... I think I watched that one. That one's that good. One. That one's very good. Uh, because I don't think I've been... You said it was like a month old. Yeah. yeah I don't think it was within It's on YouTube, but it's really good. Okay. Uh, I just really like Dan Cummins. I like Dan Cummins. I like, I like his writing style. I like his writing style. I love his personality. Yeah. And I love his two podcasts. Uh, Scared to Death. And time suck. <coughs> his, I don't know if this, I don't even know if I'm going to mean this after I say it, but his writing style, not the jokes or or even like the words of the personality or anything, but his writing style just kind of reminds me of Kyle Kinane, where it's mm. just very him. Like yeah. no one else could really do those jokes. Yeah. But he can do them because it's him. That is who he is. Yeah. And so it's like, I like this guy. Kyle Kinane. I remember you showed me Kyle Kinane well, Kyle years ago. Underrated. And I only heard a couple clips that I wasn't comic. super into it. I had to discover him for myself. And once I did, he's one of my favorites of all time. He might be in my top five. He's definitely in like my top you, eight. I like how you give me credit and then just immediately take it back. I had to discover him on my own. Well, no, I know, I know exactly what the name. Yeah. It's the same thing with me with like music. Like you showed me Chris Stapleton a couple times and I was like, yeah, okay, dude, whatever. Yeah. And then. He releases the album Traveler, and I hear that, and I'm like, oh. And then I was, like, telling you about him, like, yeah, that's the fucking guy I showed you. Yeah. Like, oh, now I get it. Now I see why you showed me. That was what was so crazy. And was. same with, like, Jason Isbell. Yeah. But. That's what was so crazy is, like, in college, I discovered just a bunch of... Because I heard him with his band, The Steel Drivers, first. And, um, and I was like, oh, this is really good. And then I looked up the lead singer, and then I found out he was a songwriter in Nashville. He wrote a bunch of number ones, blah, blah, blah. And then I just was watching all these YouTube videos and then I happened to move to Nashville and then I had a meeting with a guy from Universal Music Group. We just like went out to lunch and he's like, yeah, we're releasing an album this year that we think is going to be pretty big. And it turned out to be Chris album Stapleton's Traveler. It wasn't just album of the year, it was album of the decade. But it, oh yeah, oh yeah. And Wait, like, it, was the, it wasn't just country album of the decade, it was like overall It might have been best selling album of the decade. Yeah, I think it was because I think it went up with some heavy hitters. Yeah. Like Adele Nancy Pelosi's boobs. Ooh. Heavies. Um, but yeah, so I, I definitely get that. Like, especially if somebody like hypes it up a lot and they like play something for you and they like stare at you or whatever. And it's like, okay, I'm liking this, but the mood is not right right now. I know. Like I need, like we either need to be driving or I need to be on my own or you need to not have said what you just said before you played this or something. Yeah. But let me come back to this later, and I'll let you know when I enjoy it. There is an art form to figuring out the right time to show people things. Well, like, last night, so I've got some video from uh, Mexico. I was down in Mexico this last weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I think people know what Mexico from, from is. From down in Me Mexico. And, um... Last of the Mexicans. 
uh, it was one of the jams that I was doing with the band, and I wanted to show you guys last night, but there was not an opening. No. And, well, I, and I could just feel that there was no opening. And I was a little harsh when you told me to go to YouTube, but I was like, bro, like I have to close this I app. I got it. I have to yeah. go to another app, and we have to watch the video, then I have to get out of that app. It's game seven. Somebody could hit a home run by then, and then the game's over. I missed the winning run. And there was a run on that very next so thing it's back just from like, commercial. Yeah. But, but after that, I was like, I'm going to wait yeah. on this. And uh, so but, there, there but, really is an art, yeah. whether it's bringing an idea, podcast, a fun trip, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You got to not only know your audience, but you got to know when to time <clears throat> it with your audience. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, and I feel like it was kind of the same way with Cadillac 3, where I, it, you have to. You listened to them a bunch before, and you, then you were like, you should listen to them. Yeah. Well, I, because I, I was driving home and I heard the line, uh, Sturgill. Get out that record and put old Sturgill on yeah. it. I was like, I got to show Austin this. Yeah. Like, and then I was also like, I'm pretty sure he says Sturgill. Can you confirm? And then it's like, yeah, okay. He says yeah. Sturgill. And then from there, it's like, oh, it's on. Yeah. Cadillac 3 is dynamite. Dynamite. And yeah, Cadillac 3 is super underrated. Um, yeah. There was a music festival going on in like, Phoenix recently that had Brothers Osborne and Cadillac 3. Damn. Yeah. Other than the fact that they're more radio friendly, I don't. And not that Cadillac 3 is not radio friendly, but it's not radio songs. Yeah. Um, I don't get why Midland gets more time than Cadillac 3. I like Midland. Yeah. Midland's good. But no, Cadillac Midland is 3 good. is dirty. Cadillac 3, Midland just sounds like a really well put together band yeah. playing better than average songs, but songs that sound like right. an updated yeah. version of Old Bones Old, and Done. Yes. Or yeah. Cadillac 3. Sounds like Cadillac 3. Every time. Midland sounds like Midland, but they also sound like a lot of other guys. Yeah. Cadillac 3, obviously you can hear their influences, and but Cadillac 3 sounds like Cadillac bro, 3. Bro, like their first, I would say their first three albums are fairly similar. Yeah. A couple, you know, variations, and but then they release. Their ballads all hit so But hard. then they release. Um, Hot Sun and Sweet Tea? Yeah. Hot Fuzz? Not Hot, Hot Fuzz. No. It might just be called Hot Fuzz. No. Tabasco and Sweet Tea. Hot Hot Fuzz is their, they released two albums in 2020. Hot okay. Fuzz is the first one, and then Tabasco and Sweet Tea, which is like just a funk album, basically. Yeah. And it fucking slaps. Money Ain't Shit is such a it good song. It fucking slaps. That's from that album? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great song. And that just shows. Long Dirt Road to the Top, if you want to turn turn the radio on, whatever the fuck that song is. God, dude, they slap. Double Wide Grave? Is that that's, Double Wide that's... something? That's a new song of theirs, though, right? Oh. If, dude, I, I need to get back into them. They replaced. And I know that this is not going to correlate to a lot of people. Double white grave. But they replaced my Maroon 5 <laughs> hole in my life. That's because big. I just needed a band that was fun and good and funky and dynamic. And hopefully they don't go the same way as Maroon 5. Which I don't think they will. They've made it this far. Yeah, and I feel like if somebody was going to offer them money to sell out or, you know, whatever. Like, however it goes, offer them money to go to a record company. I feel like they would have already. Well, but they're on Big Machine Records because they do the Big Machine Record breakdown. Yeah. So they just must tell them, like, hey, look, we'll sign a record deal with you. We do what we want. Yeah. Yeah. They must, yeah. They knew what they were getting when they signed Cadillac 3. (laughs) Well, I would hope that they, like, that's what sucks is, like, I would hope that people knew what they were getting when they signed Luke Bryan. But then Luke Bryan goes and... Signs a record deal or whatever and completely sells out and starts... He did two albums of... Good? Better Luke Bryan. Well, dude, his first two or three albums are good. Yeah, I mean, uh, What Country Is. The first one's just... I think it's just a Luke Bryan self-titled album. Then I think there's What Country Is, and then I think there's I'll Stay Me. There's I'll Stay Me. 
It all went downhill with tailgates and tan lines. Yeah, yeah. But, um, like, we rode in trucks. Rain makes whiskey, corn, whatever. Oh, yeah. Rain is a good thing. Um, Country fuzz. Where she told not hot me, fuzz. Not where she, uh, all my friends say. Yeah. Like, he had some good, like, le- wasting bullets. Yeah. He had some legitimately good Muckley Creek water. I could go on. That was on. from tailgates and tan lines, though. But, okay. But they're good songs. But, yeah. And then, yeah. when's the last time he released a, is that his last good song? Like, is it? Uh, uh, loving, hunting, no, hunting, shitting, shitting pissing, shitting, pissing, and loving, loving every day. day. Shitting, pissing, loving every day. But, uh, yeah, so that's what's been going on with us. This didn't turn out to be that heavy of an F-Boy Island episode, but that's all right. No, we'll, but uh, uh, maybe, oh, interesting, Cadillac 3 has a song the same name as Coops called Whiskey and Smoke. But next week, hopefully we got enough time to where we can do the episode I'm, I'm pretty sure you've heard that song i think i have but okay. i just didn't realize oh, that yeah, they have okay. the same title um hopefully next week we'll have enough time to afterwards after, yeah so we can give you a little recap we need to by do, then yeah we know you guys will be listening we need to do at least one or two post game recaps yeah but uh ladies and gentlemen you've been good time with the good time buds you we have were, let's we go beeves we were great you had fun let's go beeves and let's go, uh, go f boy island we will see those of you in tucson in tucson that are coming Kind of got a John Cougar Mellencamp vibe. Who does? The song. Ha! Because you could do that right there. In that sense. Yeah. Bank account commas. Bank account commas. Knock off Tony Lamas. Box one chicken ramen. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Bob Marley, we be jamming. I'm super excited for Red Wild. Me too. Next, so okay. So. I love that we get to look forward to something so stupid and trashy. Me too. Legitimately love it. I legitimately love it. Next week, Halloween. On Wednesday? Tuesday. Okay. I'm leaving for Salt Lake on Wednesday. So the night before. When are we going to have to wait? Huh? When are we going to have to wait? That same night. Oh, it comes out. It should still be out. Oh, okay. I think. Oh, yeah, because it doesn't come out on Mondays. It doesn't start on Monday. Yeah. Air on Monday. Yeah. So So we should be able to watch it and then set up outside and uh, not hand out candy for the third year in a row. We'll get get Lord to take some video or some pictures, though. Yeah. Um, and it's always a hit with the few people that we do get. Like, you guys doing a podcast? Yeah. 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 How's it going? I haven't even listened to the last like one this. that I did. Oh, I have. I don't listen to hardly any of our episodes anymore. I listen. I find that I overthink it if I listen to it too much. <laughs> I listen to special ones that we've done. Like, every dude, every once in a while, I've probably listened to the San Francisco podcast with all of us yeah. four or five times. I probably listened to it twice. I probably listened to it three times. But Still need to listen I to the college one with Pat and Cammy. I don't listen, no offense to you, but I don't listen to ones that are just me and you very often. No. It's not. I, mean, I know what we're going to say. Yeah. Like, half the time I go, like, my mind goes to the line I'm about to say yeah. anyway. My least favorite thing about listening to our podcast, though, is when I laugh over myself laughing on the podcast at the same stupid joke. I'm like, God damn it. I'm a fucking idiot. My least favorite thing about listening to episodes where it's just you, or really any episode, is where I already know the point that I'm about to say that I'm getting to, and it's just like, get to the point. Yeah. Why are you pussyfooting around? Or when you disagree with something you say, you're like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? That's worse. Why did I say that? That is worse. I remember saying one time that I thought Samantha B was good. Uh, I didn't age well. 
Samantha B has moments or had moments had on moments. the daily. She's, She's not. She can't be the main thing. Not most people that came from the Daily Show that I remember didn't do a ton. But um, Ed Helms, Steve Carell.